This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah! 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 Happy being alive day, everybody. It's a Thursday, which means it's Thirsty Thursday, which means we're toasting to the good stuff. What is it that you feel good about? Let us know by tweeting at us, DA on CBS, or on the phones at 855-212-4CBS. We'll get to our toast coming up here, but we'll take your toast throughout the hour, coming your way elsewhere in this hour. Stunned to a news in 20. In 40, we had a sprint that did not involve a sprinter, an international competition. It got gruesome. We will explain. And we have a snippet of audio that we think our longtime listeners will find interesting, perhaps aggravating, perhaps maddening. It's coming up this hour here on the show, but let us begin in the NFL, where kickoffs are going to look a little different this year. That's right. There are now fair catch rules in the NFL this season. It's a one-year trial run. And on punts, skyward punt, punt team is down there. You're about to get crushed. You can wave the fair catch, and you're safe. That has never been the case on the kickoff. Well, now, on a kickoff, you can. It's high. You're going to get crushed. Boom. You're in the field of play outside of the the end zone for a touchback. You can fair catch it so that you're not going to get hit. And this is obviously a way to save player safety. In the XFL, though, yes, I'm going to talk XFL right now. There's a new rule. There's a different rule. And in this instance... The coverage team on the kickoff lines up on the receiving team's 35-yard line. So the only person back on the kickoff is the kicker. You kick off from your own 30 in the XFL, just the kicker's back there, and then everybody else is down at the opponent's 35. The kickoff, you would imagine, goes close to the goal line, into the end zone, but the kickoff return coverage team is stationed at the 35-yard line. And only the kicker and returner can move before the ball is touched. So the kickoff return team, the coverage team, stands at the 35. 
Ball goes up. Nobody can move. Returner gets under it. The returner catches it. Okay, boom, go, jailbreak. Now the cover team can go get him. And the reason for this is it shrinks the distance between the opponents. So you're not getting ahead of steam from your own 30, your own 35. Your head of steam is 5, 10 yards because you started the 35. Even if the, the kick return starts at the 1, you two come together and it's it's a total of 15 yards before you meet in the middle, basically. So you're trying to dial down the top speeds. And there's a very short distance of of kind of coming between the two. In fact, if you know you're at the 35 and the kickoff return starts even, you know, upfield more, clearly the collision's going to be even less. And the idea behind this obviously is you delete, you eliminate high-speed concussions or high-speed collisions, which can lead to CTE and concussions. And frankly, I think the NFL has had a problem for a long time with the kickoffs and the punt returns because that's now become the most dangerous play in football. They've eliminated headshots of the quarterback, knee shots of the quarterback, You obviously can't head slap. You can't go helmet to helmet. Large collisions, even when you don't go helmet to helmet, if you target, if your shoulder pad gets into a helmet, there's always flags. They've tried to kind of rewrite how people have tackled and collided. But there's really nothing you can do on a kickoff return if somebody is running 70 yards downfield to hit somebody. So I think this is somewhat of a happy medium, and I don't hate it. I wish that there was still space in the game for punt returns and kickoff returns for touchdowns because anybody that lived through Devin Hester or White Shoes Johnson or any of the great returners before my time, Gail Sayers, know that these guys, those returns, Dante Hall, were some of the most exciting, if not the most exciting, play in the game. So you don't want to completely eliminate those wonderful moments. But through safety, I think the kickoffs are going to become less and less frequent or punts. Maybe coaches are just going to start going for more fourth downs than ever before, already kind of are. We've seen a whole host of quirky rules changes in spring football where instead of a two-point conversion or instead of a punt, you can go for a fourth down and long. I think we're just headed down a track of a lot of these plays. A lot of the kickoff plays and special teams plays are going to look far different in 10 to 15 years. I can't say I hate this one. What I hate is the fact that these things are becoming endangered and the huge kickoff return that used to change outcomes of games really don't do it anymore. I mean, Desmond Howard ends up being a Super Bowl MVP. It wasn't. Brett Favre as the Super Bowl MVP in his only ring. It's Desmond Howard because of a kickoff return. Maybe a punt return, but either way, it's a kick return for a touchdown that changes the entire complexion of the game. I think it's a kickoff return. And that's That ends up being enough to win an MVP in a Super Bowl, but the more and more we kind of manipulate the rules, the less chances we have at getting these. Pat Boyle, what do you think about this XFL coming to the NFL way to solve kickoffs? Uh, I, I like it, D.A., if I'm being honest. I mean, if we are – if the NFL is serious about player safety, 
this seems like a safer way to do kickoffs. Uh, it, it feels like in the NFL, we don't get a lot of kickoff returns anymore as it is. But even then, put aside the injuries for a second. How many kickoffs do you get that don't have a penalty in them? A block in the back, a hold. It feels like any big kickoff return almost always gets called back. So there's 50% of the excitement taken out of it in that point. And then, that's the most dangerous That's the most dangerous play in the NFL. Dudes running full speed, 60 yards apart from each other, crashing into one another, banging one another, and you're going to you're gonna most likely get injuries. So if we're going in the route of player safety, which I think is a good thing, uh, where it's not the 80s anymore, where it's just total barbaric, uh, barbaric war sport anymore, uh, this is a safer way to do things. And you know, it just let the, the just let first through third down, first through fourth down, decide the game, right? I mean, you still get punt returns; those aren't those are safer because you get guys blocking each other from the on start. Um, so you still have the excitement of that, but you know, kickoff kickoff returns—they've kind of become a dying art as it is because of the penalties and the injuries. So I think it's only a matter of time. Maybe in the next year, I would say two years from now, this is definitely a rule in the NFL. And it's just going along that trend of the XFL being uh, the NFL's guinea pigs. I also think that because they've moved up the kickoffs so that there's more touchbacks, so that there's less return, so that there's less collisions, it be, it makes the kickoff meaningless so many times anyway. There's so many kickoffs. I mean, what, 75 to 80% of kickoffs usually go into the end zone as a touchback anyway? Seems like it. So if you were to back it up and allow more kickoff returns, but just there's a shorter space to defend it, so we're getting more guys running it back, but less high-speed collisions, I'm okay with that. If that equates to more guys taking a return back, I'm I'm more than okay with that because I think it's kind of ridiculous now where you just assume, like, after a touchdown and an extra point or a two-point conversion, you don't even really have to watch the next kickoff. You can go to the bathroom, go get your snack, whatever, because you know... It's going to be a touchback where it's almost never going to be returned. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so uh, that's actually the thing I failed to mention is that, yeah, this does increase the likelihood that maybe you do get kickoff returns and it's in a safer manner. It's less collision, less full speed collisions, for lack of a better word. So, yeah, no, I, I think it's a good idea. I think this is a, almost a no-brainer for Goodell. I, again, I'd be stunned if this isn't the NFL's kickoffs in in 2024. September 2024, this should be a rule. I'd be surprised if it's not. This year, one-year test phase for the NFL, fair catches on kickoffs, but they're discussing these XFL rules. For what it's worth, the XFL kicks off five yards behind where the NFL does. NFL kicks off at 35, and the XFL kicks off at 30. So those five yards hypothetically make more kickoffs returnable. It is a thirsty Thursday, so we're toasting to the good stuff. Hashtag toast them. Daryl is toasting to John Kincaid, our colleague who has done a lot of work here at CBS Sports Radio and has filled in for this show at times as well throughout the years. He now hosts on 97.5 The Fanatic in his hometown of Philadelphia for his positivity and outlook as he faces his latest rounds of cancer treatment. Hashtag Thirsty Thursday. Booskies! Yeah, no doubt. Kincaid has always been a big proponent of our show, a big supporter of our show, and so I appreciate his support a great deal. And he has publicly announced his battle with cancer and his treatment schedule, and he's still hosting and he's still posting on social about the updates. And it's inspiring, man. It really is. It's inspired a lot of people. I know it can't be easy. 
It can't be easy to deal with something that's that heavy publicly and try to be strong every single day and try to be upbeat and positive every single day because I'm sure you have bad days and you kind of have to put on a brave face every day because you're the public eye. You're in the public eye, but I give John a ton of credit and Obviously, we all wish him the very, very best mm-hmm. around here because he has been a huge proponent of us and a supporter, but more than anything, he's just a colleague and a friend, and he's battling something that's intense, and he's got a great spirit, a great fighting spirit, so he's going to get through this. A big source of inspiration, DA. No doubt. Drew tweets, I'm toasting that lady, Victorian Mobile, that didn't like when y'all are too silly, hearing you joke about betting on homesteads in Nebraska and turning the dial on her radio she probably traded two bags of flour for 75 years ago. Hashtag Booski. Booski. Hashtag toast em. That's, That's a bad. shot. Victoria and Mobile traded two bags of flour for the radio that she listens to us on. Welcome, <laughs> <laughs> well, Jody. It's not nice. <laughs> Online betting. How does that work? But it is funny. Jeffrey, who's the Philly Flash, tweets, Yo, D.A., I'm toasting my hometown Eagles, who will be rocking the sweet Kelly Green throwbacks twice this coming season. Hashtag toast them. Man, these things are so nice. And the Eagles have dusted off the Kelly Greens before, but have dusted off the 1960s Kelly Greens when they won the 1960 NFL championship, the Chuck Bednarik years, which are cool, but they're kind of bland. And... The Kelly Greens from before their uniform change, probably mid-90s when they went to the modern uniform, are really the best Eagles uniforms ever. You can sell me on the Randall Cunningham unis, which is what they're bringing back, or the Ron Jaworski ones that they went to the Super Bowl in 1980 with, which I really, really like because they have the silver the silver stripes on the shoulders, the Harold Carmichael, Ron Jaworski's, Wilbur Montgomery ones. But those are a little 70s-ish, so I get why they wouldn't look as good today as jerseys are tighter, they're more streamlined. But these Kelly Greens are so beautiful because they have the white outline around the silver wings on the helmet, which is just beautiful, and the silver face mask. But then the white numerals that are outlined in black and the silver pants, they're just freaking perfect. They're just They're the perfect amount of silver, the perfect amount of black, and the perfect amount of Kelly green. They're just gorgeous. And so, um, look, I I know I'm preaching to the choir to some, and I know that I sound like a broken record. But really, if you just took the uniforms, by and large, from the league in 1987 and put them out in the field today, 90% of the league looks better. It's just the reality. There is a few that might not. But if you just took those jerseys from the 80s and just put them on teams today look all of these uniform unveils the falcons the buccaneers the eagles the broncos going back to the d even though they made it a white helmet they're all better the pat pat patriots every one of them is an upgrade over their current uniform okay when we come back here on the show we are stunned to a news and we've got a piece of audio that we're dusting off for the listeners because we think longtime listeners might be intrigued or maddened by this next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is CBS. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. You got that right, buster. It's a thirsty Thursday around here. Hey, you can listen to the brand new PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. That's the show about the show, the show within the show. It's the podcast about the radio show. And we were discussing life post-Moraz, me and AB on side number one, a side number A, rather. <laughs> side number A. Side number A. Side number A. And then on side number B, <laughs> Boyle joined Bogues, and there were a few uncomfortable moments, I will admit, when... Boyle really laid into his family, called them some pretty bad names, talked about his grandmother with dementia and the things that she's broken around the house. It was, at times, interesting. Check it out, the PGP, this week's Permission Granted podcast. You called the, I guess your uncles or aunts, the the people on your mom's side, her siblings, a name that we can't say on the radio. You can say in podcast form, though, but we can't say that on the radio. We'll call them dirtbags. Dirtbags. Okay, dirtbags. Well, can't say your phrase, but how are they uncles? Are they aunts? Are they both? Uh, yes, yeah, so it's my mom's sister and my mom's brother. And you're not a fan of either one of them, apparently. Mm, mm, no, no. <laughs> when my, so this all, my grandma, my mom's mom living with us, all started because she had a fall in her house, uh, and she couldn't get up, and she was basically lying on her floor for two and a half days, almost oh, died. Oh. Luckily, my aunt <clears throat> happened to just check on her, just for you know, popping in to check in on her, because oh, she lived geez. close to her. So that started the 10, well, I think it was actually 12-year excursion of her living with us, and over that period of time, maybe once a year, they would come to take her to lunch. And that, that was about it. That was about it. So, so yeah. they left mom in the dust. Yeah. Yes. That's, left mom yeah. in the dust. And, um, that's bad. Yeah. But th- th- you thought those were uncomfortable conversations I had with Bogus? Well, just because you were skewering your family and you were. <laughs> but hey, made for good content. 
Squishy Liquid is toasting Pete the Body. His sound effect game truly has entered Fred Norris territory. That's high praise. His quips and sense of humor have cracked me up consistently. Keep up the great work. Booskies! Booskies! Hashtag toast em. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? Well, I'm glad you brought up Pete the Body here because we had an event yesterday on the station down the hall, which I have levied an embargo against. Oh. Now, there's multiple reasons for the embargo, but primarily it's because I think around the country there is some exhaustion around the New Yorkiness of CBS Sports Radio. And once again... You know, we, because we're close down the hall, we use their content, we use their audio, they talk about us, we talk about them. But you know what? After Mraz up and left to go over there, I said, you know what? Why don't we just throw the embargo down there so we we can get a fresh start? Now, I tried to make it about all the teams in New York and quickly holes were punched in that embargo because it's hard to talk around all the things going on with those teams. So we kind of lifted that embargo, but we still had an embargo based on the content down down the hall on that radio station. So they've talked about us, but we haven't played the audio. However, yesterday something happened that was brought to our attention and we debated whether or not to play this. And for me, I'm torn because I still believe in the embargo on playing any audio from down the hallway. However... I will relent to the kingmaker here, Pete the Body Bilotti, on whether or not we should play this audio. Well, Pete, what do you think? Against my better judgment, we probably should because it establishes that the former producer of this program is a phony, a fraud, fat, and everything else. I, I see. Wow. So because we want to get to the truth of the matter. Yes. I, I think for our listeners, it's in their best interest to hear this sound. And that's fair. We want to unmask a fraud here. Yesterday, Mraz took the airwaves on the afternoon show there, and he does a segment at the 5 o'clock hour every day, and he lists five things. They call it like the Ocho Cinco or something like that. Cinco de Fivo. Cinco de Fivo. Yeah, a very global t- show. Yeah, Cinco de Tubbo. <laughs> <laughs> So on Cinco de Tubbo, the list was who were the five people you would miss work to meet with? And number one of that list was uh, Eli? Number one was... Yeah, Dave Thomas. Oh, Dave Thomas, right. Okay, of course. Dave Thomas, the owner of... Not the food guy. The the founder of Wendy's, right? Right, Right, but but Mraz is not the food guy anymore. But Mm. anyway, he got down the list and number four, I believe it was, Eli was on the list... But not his dog, Eli, the actual Eli Manning. Also, Otis Spunkmeyer and Grimace. (laughs) But I'm not the food guy. Don't forget. (laughs) Ronald McDonald didn't make the list. And he got to number four. And I was was taken aback. I think we were all taken aback. Guys, why don't we play the list and who he put at number four? How about Betty White? Betty White. She made it to 99 years old before she croaked. She died? When did she die? I hope I got that right. She died uh, either early this year or last oh, year. Yeah, she didn't make recent. it to 100. It was yeah, relatively recent. Right. She, didn't hit, sure. she didn't hit three spins. She made it to 99. She was so funny down the stretch of her career. Yep. By career, I mean life. 
And she never struck me as somebody jumping on an elliptical or an exercise bike. So I look at her. <laughs> I want to sit down. I want to. How did you stay funny old and how did you stay alive that long? She almost got more famous the older she got. Yes. It was reversal. Yes. Yeah. And she was, you know, respectable, unlike Sister Jean. So I just, I want to pause here because I thought that was interesting. We all did when he says he admired Betty White for being so funny at such an old age and admired her longevity as well. She passed away in December of 2021, actually the New Year's Eve 2021. So what, a year and a half ago or so? Now... This is interesting because quite a departure from where Mraz used to be. If, you, if you're a longtime listener to the show, you might remember that this was a massive blowout on the show. In fact, it was such a massive blowout that it made the 12 DAs of Christmas a couple of years ago. Five or six years ago, Mraz distinctly did not have a take of I admire at Betty White's age or how she remained so funny and in shape throughout the years. No, in fact, seems to be the opposite. Why don't we play the clip as we dust off these archives? I hate that you represent this show. Oh, come on. I mean, that is just so distasteful. The woman's going to be 100. I, and I think that's great. I would aspire to live to 100. And you said she sucks and she smells like roast beef. That is so... Well, I don't know if she smells. I, I was making an assumption that yeah, that's what she would smell What do you like? think you smell like? Listen. What do you think you smell like? What the the king of the lack of self awareness? Don't you think that you smell of I everything that you put into do. your body? A dumpster. You just shovel food down your gullet and sit in one spot on the couch, a brand new couch that has created a crease already because your butt hasn't moved because you shovel food in your face without any type of exercise or moving around. This is a woman that's 95 years old and still has the vitality to be performing on SNL and you're saying she sucks and she smells like roast beef? Betty, I want to refer, Betty White's a nice woman. I guess every, I guess she's just off limits of criticizing. The quote was Betty White sucks from Mraz and Betty White smells like roast beef from Mraz. And now... On a new show down the hall, she is so admired by Mraz, she's number four on his top five people to miss work to go meet. Now, Bogues, how do we feel about such an about face from our former executive producer? Let me just say, I am stunned to a news by this. It's so unlike Sean to be inconsistent flip-floppy, self-contradictory. I mean, he just, he never does this. He usually has one thought. It's a good thought. It's well-researched, well-thought-out, well-explained. And he sticks to it for forever. He never goes back and forth on things. So I'm, I'm really not sure how to feel. But what's the bit here? What's the bit? The bit is what, he doesn't know what he's talking about ever. That's the bit. He just says things... <laughs> There is no contemplation. There is no research. There is no remembering what I used to say. It's just all nonsense on speed dial coming out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, but, but he could have picked anybody on this list. Ryan Callahan, Derek Jeter, Uncle Dick. A hot all, girl. Anybody, yeah. And anybody. Anybody could have been on his top five people to meet. Nancy. Anybody. <laughs> top five people to meet. And he put Betty White, a person that specifically he said sucked. 
at 95 years old and now suddenly to come come to Jesus, oh my God, actually I love her so much, I want to meet her and I admire her? What's the bit there? Is he playing to a new audience, trying to be respectful of old women, hoping that now he's kind of a kinder, gentler Merez? Because he could have picked anybody on this list, but he picked, of all people, the person that he trashed an hour show? I find this distasteful. I find it hypocritical. If he's going to say to this show that he hates Betty White and she sucks, how can he say to another show, I admire her so much because she remained funny for so many years? Pete the Body, what is this? Well, it's a total fraud. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he plays to the audience. He is uh, just a phony. He's a liar. He's a dum-dum. He doesn't remember what he said about Betty White right. however many years ago. Right, right. He just instigates everybody and, uh, oh, hey, yo, let's go run and give us some cash. So either he didn't actually believe Betty White sucked when he said that a few years ago, or he actually doesn't want to meet Betty White, that he's just being a phony to kiss up like I like old old ladies, or... What, do we think that he actually grew up and realized the mistake of his ways no in the last way. couple of years? No chance. There is no chance he realized the mistake of his ways. I mean, then then we would get more uh, more humble morass, which we do not have. It reminds me of, Bogues, remember the scandal where he insisted he didn't set up calling in to WFAN when Maggie was hosting. I didn't do it. She made me do it. She wanted me to call in. And then we killed him for it, and he sent us the text messages. No, look, she asked me to do it. And then Maggie said, no, that's been cropped. That's actually not what happened. He called me, and he just cropped out the text message of calling me. It was... It was caught red-handed, and I think that the guys down the hall don't know what he used to say or what he has said on record before, and so they're not going to catch him red-handed, and he's just trying to lie his way through this. Yeah, I I just I can't give him credit for having any thoughts about this, D.A., I just, but he could have picked anybody. Why did he pick somebody that he so, specifically blasted on our show? Because that, he's a phony. That's the he thing. He's a phony. Yeah, I, I I can't answer that question, but I don't think that he knew that he was flip flopping in the moment. I don't think he was trying to get one over on those guys. I don't think he was playing to the older local New York sports radio audience. I think he's just a dum dum. He's a dope. He's our dope. He's their dope. He doesn't remember anything he says. None of it really matters. He's not our dope anymore. Yeah, I know. So wait a second. So you're telling me that off the top of his head, he's made to list five people he admires a lot and wants to meet. And it just so happens Betty White floats into his head, a a woman that has passed away 18 months ago. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, oh, I'll write that down. And I have no recollection of what I have said or thought about her ever before, including one of the most controversial moments here on the show. He's not a mastermind, just like he's not a comedic genius for those who think that he was ever creating things, making those things up. He should be writing for Seinfeld if he was doing those kind of things. (laughs) He's just haphazardly funny and humorous. And here, I don't know how Betty White got in his head, but it got in his head in a different way than, oh, let me flip on what I said eight years ago. Here's another thing, another theory of mine. He's trying, uh, supposedly, to not be the food guy, mm-hmm. right? 
So my guess is that that list, that single day tubbo list, probably had five food guys on the list. <laughs> so he probably had a scramble and put and you know you know he doesn't prepare. So he probably had a scramble and find some random names. Well, he he did put Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, at one. So he's not trying to avoid being the right. food guy. So too. His original list was probably Otis Spunkmeyer and Ronald McDonald <laughs> and uh, the guy that founded Burger King and Herb and all, all these other guys. He probably <laughs> watched, food guys. Yeah, he probably watched Golden Girls randomly this weekend. So Betty White was in his head, so he put her down. Unless he's agitating us. Unless he's like, you know what? This is for the old DA show guys that killed me on my Betty White take, and now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna pick at their scabs. Yeah, see, but now he's that you're asking that he's playing chess. He can barely play checkers. <laughs> <laughs> barely play tic tac toe. Yeah. Okay. I just found this interesting. This was a heated argument here on the show a couple of years ago that he slammed Betty White. And suddenly, she's one of the five most admired people that he can conjure up. <laughs> I mean, that's quite the departure. It's not like if you met him today you, and you were like, what'd you think about Betty White? He's like, yeah, you know what? I actually respected her in her old age after I thought about it. No, it was, I love her so much. She's on my top five Mount Rushmore people I wanted to meet. I thought that was, Wow. My, my, I thought it was wow. My theory, was wow. my theory is coming to fruition. The max contract, he's starting to hit his hamstring injury phase. <laughs> and then you'll get the season-long injuries. Here it comes. P.S. Uh, the Morash family is still listening to this show because when I did see Sean yesterday, he asked me why, how did you guys kill me this morning? I was told you were all over me for no reason. What happened? No I was reason. still asleep. There's never a reason. You know, he, he just skates by. Well, <laughs> there's in, never a reason. In his defense, I was sitting here confused how we got from DA thanking the listeners for their baby gift to Sean burping on the PGP and getting suspended. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's what they were. That's what they were no, referencing. There was a direct correlation. I missed I, it as well. The correlation was. We have a very tight bond with the listeners, so much so that the listeners would do something that generous as to chip in their own money for my baby. I mean, that's kind of an amazing concept that the listeners of the show pitched in their own hard-earned money for my child, who they've never met, who they've never seen. It's just, that's an amazing thing. And I said, that's reciprocated, and it's why I always honor the listener. It's why I always, every Every North Star that I have for the show starts with how do we respect and honor the listener? And it's why I suspended Mraz when he belched on the air because I found it to be so, it was so disrespectful to an audience that he was so lazy that he would just belch in their face. That's what they, he was doing. They put on their headphones, they turned on the radio, what have you, and he belched in their face and just kept moving on with his thought. And I said, it's so disrespectful. It's why I had to suspend him. So that was the correlation. I thought it was a good example of how I thought about things that way, and he did not. Okay. It got Nancy and, it got Nancy and, uh, and Bob's attention yesterday. Well, uh, well, should. <laughs> they should understand that. They should understand why... All these people flew halfway across the country or drove through the night to come to their house for Bob's Bar. Neither one of them would belch in their face and move on with the conversation in, you know, Randy in Alabama's face. That's what Mraz did to the listeners on that PGP.
he did stay consistent in that you you hear he took a shot at Sister Jean at the end of yeah, that clip. Yeah, there's yesterday. also that. Which, did we need that? Okay, Bogues has headlines. DA7, current and former Iowa and Iowa State athletes now facing charges in connection with online sports gambling. The group includes Cyclones QB Hunter Deckers, whom we discussed yesterday. Uh, I'm still working on confirmation if an underage Jody Mack ever used his mom to bet on the North in the Civil War. <laughs> Come on. The... <laughs> Come on. What do you think the odds were for the South to win the Civil War? <laughs> <laughs> two to one. What did, Bo- what did Bovada have on that? <laughs> <laughs> Over under on battles, General Custard wins. <laughs> Custard? <laughs> Custard? Whatever the hell his name is. Leave off the D. We might want to change that chair out. <laughs> There's something wrong with that chair. <laughs> Get a new chair in there. Uh, the Big Ten apparently has Oregon and Washington in its sights, and maybe Stanford and Cal. The league considering expansion, but no overall decision or specific one about invites is apparently imminent. There is also an executive session for Arizona education officials tonight where they'll discuss an athletics issue involving the Wildcats and Sun Devils. Maybe that's about leaving the Pac-12. You hate to see it, but the Spankies didn't lose last night. Here's a 3-1 to Stanton. Swung on and drilled to deep right. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. It is a Stantonian home run. It's a three-run blast into the right center field seats. Giancarlo. No si puedo That apparently means go-ahead three-run homer in Italian. John Sterling, Yankee Radio. On John and Susan T-shirt night in the Bronx, by the way, uh, the Stanton homer came after a two-run blast from Anthony Volpe. The Yankees never trailed again. They beat the Rays 7-2, avoiding a three-game sweep. Tampa Bay lefty Shane McClanahan now has a 7.36 ERA since mid-June. The last few outings have been pretty uncharacteristic of myself, and, you know, you know, it's one of those times in my career where it's either, you know, keep put your head down and hide, or you just keep your chest up, keep working, and, you know, trust it all sorts out, and or sorts itself out, and I'm just going to keep working, and, you know, just move on. In fact, mm-hmm. he's oh, yeah. moving on to the doctor. McClanahan <laughs> will undergo testing for some forearm soreness. The Jays fought off the O's 4-1, and the Rangers smoked the White Sox 11-1 to keep their half-game lead on the Astros atop the AL West. The Diamondbacks losing in San Francisco 4-2, dropping a full game away from the last wildcard spot. Slade Ciccone made his big league debut in the mound for Arizona. His first career strikeout was interesting. First batter of the night, the first pitch, or the pitch rather, initially ruled to have hit Lamont Wade Jr. on the hand, but after review... The ball at the bottom of Wade's bat, and it was strike three because it deflected into the Bo Jackson of Arizona catcher Jose Herrera. He pinned it there to get the strikeout again upon review. Two more messy goals as Inter-Miami beat Orlando City 3-1 to reach the round of 16 of the League's Cup, which features MLS and the Mexican League teams. And high drama on the last day of Group H at the Women's World Cup. South Korea and Germany are knotted at one in the 83rd minute. Morocco has a lead on Colombia. Unofficially, any of those four can reach the knockout stage today. And now, we're getting... It 
doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Boyle, correct me if I'm wrong. It was you who delivered the stunned last week. Correct. About the Manatee Brothers who were having relations so violently that one of them had passed away at a Florida aquarium. <laughs> a 13 and a half inch rip in his colon. Yes, bad times. Now, apparently, um, <laughs> that's not the end of the manatee sex story. This one, thankfully, though, does not involve any violence. The Pinella County Sheriff's Office had to post on Facebook to local residents that there's no need to call 911 anymore if you see a group of manatees all piled on top of each other on the shores because that's how they get busy. The Facebook post even had Marvin Gaye's song, Let's Get It On, playing behind it. As the sheriff said, if you see this, no, you didn't. This is, again, this is how they mate in large groups, all intertwined. It's natural. It's okay. They mate in herds. Definitely leave them alone and definitely stop calling 911. Manatees have orgies? Uh, Apparently. (laughs) I want to be a manatee, man. (laughs) So, So basically... Manatee life is like Studio 54 in 1978. Yeah. <laughs> How they get together is just, wow, one one big Plato's retreat. So I got to feel good in some ways that people are this in tune with manatees that they want to make sure that they're not in distress, that they're calling 911 over this. That makes me feel like they're being watched over and protected. And I got to be honest, if I saw a group of manatees and they were bleeding, and I say bleeding like not E-E-D, but E-A-T, if they were like barking and moaning and, you know, flipping around, I don't I don't know if I would think that they were mating and everything is going to be fine, so this is a pretty good public service announcement. Yeah, and, and just for the sheer fact of learning something new every day, I think boils on to something here. We should be manatees. They're big. They're fat. They lay around all day long. They're protected by from <laughs> boat lay, motors. They, I don't think they lay around. I think they swim all day. Long. Yeah, but they go super <laughs> slow. They're never in a rush. They have all sorts yeah. of. They mean they have, they have like police escorts. I've been on the the Gulf Coast when they're swimming through the ocean. There's like a Coast Guard boat with them, making sure nobody comes anywhere close to them. And now apparently they're having orgies. It seems like a great life. <laughs> it is, man. Really. Really got to get in touch with our inner manatee. <laughs> mm. It is very sad when you see a manatee swimming and he's got the chop marks in his back because a propeller hit him. Right. So I'm, I'm glad that they're being protected. I had no idea the manatees, this is how they got down. This yeah. Is, yeah, they do live a pretty good life outside of the propeller thing. Now, I could do without the brother-on-brother sex crimes, but otherwise... Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always going to be a few bad apples. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> I mean, and look, they were the only two ones in the aquarium, so I'm not going to lie and tell you that if it was me and one other person on Earth for the rest of my life, we're going to get frisky sooner or later, regardless of who it is. But, I mean, if we're being honest here, manatee life... It's the kind of life I want to live. Hashtag manatee life, bro. <laughs> Fat. They lay around until it's time to get busy. And then it's time to perform. And it's free love in the waters oh, of Florida. It's free love, baby. Nothing better than free love. Swimming around. Mating. Hey, girl. 
How them gills feeling? <laughs> they don't have gills. Don't they have gills. They're they have lungs? Mammals. They're, yeah, they're mammals. Out of here. Oh, yeah. no, that's it. Um, that's it for me. <laughs> oh, you wanted to have gills? Yeah, man. Gills. You want to be full fish? Gills are it's very sexual in nature. I don't think so. When we come back here on the show. I don't think so. <laughs> Let's go to break. I don't think so. When we come back, the Broncos QB situation. <laughs> We've got a sprinter who wasn't a sprinter. Coming up next, DA, CBS Sports Radio. We appreciate you being with us on this Thursday morning, everybody. August the 3rd, 2023. You can always... Check out the show in podcast form, the best of the show, or the full four hours. It's available wherever it is that you get your podcast. Just search The DA Show. So there was a bit of a controversy that happened in the track and field world. Yesterday, Somalia's sports minister apologized and ordered the chairwoman of the National Track and Field Federation to be suspended. There was the World University Games in China for track and field, and there was the 100-meter race. And so there's a series of sprinters that come to the starting blocks, and the gun goes off, and they're off! And they run the 100-meter dash. However... 20-year-old Nazra Abukar Ali. It was taking her a little bit longer to finish. And she seemed to be not really even sprinting, but lightly jogging. And if you see see the video of this, she's certainly not built like a sprinter. And she comes in so far behind that the camera does not even have her in the frame at the finish line. And then after the rest of the runners are celebrating or congratulating one another, they finally pan back, cut back, and this woman is just finishing the race. Almost to a a light jog, if not a power walk. (laughs) You could tell that she was not ready for the event. This agonizingly slow run went viral across social media. And there was a reason why she was chosen. We'll explain coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.